HR Party of One is brought to you by Bernie Portal, the all-in-one HRIS that saves you time so you can foster a better place to work. In this episode, let's share our favorite HR horror stories. Halloween is finally here, and I've spent all year noting some of the most hair-raising HR tales from me and my other HR buddies. Now I can share them with you and cover how we responded to tricky situations like a tree. I'll tell you all about messy breakups spilling into the workplace, mortifying Freudian slips in front of the CEO, and more. So take off your HR Party of One hat for a second, put on your witch hat to get into the Halloween spirit and grab some popcorn. Now it's time for a good scare. Rumor Mill Thrills. This HR horror story was submitted to us by one of Bernie Portal's employer council members. If you're interested in joining next year's council of HR professionals, reach out to us for details. This story is about a former employee's frightful remarks about his prior HR professional, remarks he made to her best friend. My best friend works for a large national carrier trucking company. She was in conversation with a group of drivers from her terminal about their weekends. My name came up because we had done something together. One of the drivers spoke up about knowing me and where from. He formerly worked for a company I worked for. His comments describing me to her referenced my appearance slash anatomy and were definitely not HR, politically correct or workplace appropriate. She told me about the conversation. Ironically, the reason he was termed from the company I worked with him at was for unsuccessfully completing a PIP for sexual harassment and inappropriate comments to coworkers. I was the one who did his PIP supervision. The ending is just the cherry on top of this rumor mill thriller. You may be wondering how she responded to this issue. She didn't. The employee had already moved on to another company, and while his harmful remarks made it back to her, his words ultimately had no power. HR professionals should take care to recognize that people may say ugly things, especially if they are unhappy with their employer. Her experience proves that not everyone will appreciate you and reinforces that HR's goal isn't to win Miss Congeniality. Are you my mummy? Did you ever accidentally call your school teacher mom when you were young? Well, that's kind of what happened in this next story, except much worse. I was attending a meeting with all the department heads and the C-suite to determine budgeting for the next year. The CEO asked one of his department leaders a question. For context, this guy was the newest addition to the team and younger than everyone else in similar leadership roles by about a decade. While clearly nervous, he was doing a great job speaking clearly and always had salient points. So he answered to the best of his ability but needed clarification from me. And he turned to me in front of this board of directors and said, can you share your insights on this mom? He froze and turned very red. It was an innocent Freudian slip, but I can imagine the terror he must have felt. The meeting paused for a moment and I felt like I needed to respond and get some of the attention off of him. So I said, Moms usually have the best insight, I'm happy to share mine, and then launched into actually answering him. Despite how serious the room had been, the moment broke tension a little and a few people chuckled and smiled. The CEO even quipped back that his wife and the mother of his children would agree with me. 
Thankfully, that seemed to reignite some of the department head's confidence, although he was certainly quieter for the remainder of the meeting. Told you it was so much worse than calling a teacher mom. How do you think HR should have responded to this? The answer, laughed it off. And that's exactly what she did. Calling her mom was purely accidental and embarrassing for him. This HR pro recognized an opportunity to build goodwill with a leader in her organization and gracefully responded while keeping the meeting on track. He was certainly appreciative of her breaking the tension and the slip up became a lighthearted running joke amongst those present. In fact, the first Mother's Day after that meeting, the department head got her a Mother's Day card. Undercover lovers. This harrowing tale of heartbreak is from a member of my own workplace. Before coming to Burning Portal, one of my team members bartended at a popular spot in her college town. Her HR party of one, John, did not often need to manage disputes between coworkers because he ran a very tight ship. But every ship gets a leak now and again, and one day an explosive breakup led him to discover that two employees were dating each other, or at least had been dating each other. The two employees were scheduled to work together during an upcoming shift that was historically one of the busiest of the year. When the ex-boyfriend's new flame ordered a drink from the spurned ex-girlfriend, the manager on shift witnessed her covertly spit in the cup before handing it to the unsuspecting young woman. The manager plucked the drink from the woman's hand with the excuse that the soda gun had malfunctioned and her new drink was on the house. John was then notified and the bartender was pulled out and clocked out for the day. After the busy shift had slowed down, HR called in the owner and the head bartender to discuss termination. There are no second chances after such behavior, which is not only unsanitary and disgusting, but also surefire reason for the health department to swiftly shut down operations. Luckily, Jana's new hires signed their understanding and agreement of the employee handbook before they ever work a shift. The bar's employee handbook explicitly states that employees are not to enter into romantic relationships with one another for precisely this kind of reason. It can fracture working relationships and in extreme cases lead to ridiculous behavior for which he has to do damage control. John recommended immediate termination and the owner and head bartender agreed wholeheartedly. The next day, the offending bartender was asked to come in and clear out her personal effects. But get this, so was the ex-boyfriend. See, John knew that the bartender was only part of the problem. The ex-boyfriend also needed to be let go because he participated in flouting the rules he had agreed to follow. He also did not mitigate any of the ensuing consequences by confessing the situation to his manager or John, who could have prevented the gross misconduct had they known to suspect it. So both employees were terminated and banned from the establishment so they wouldn't bring any more drama into their former workplace. John, backed by his leadership squad, reinforced to the remaining staff that workplace dating wasn't allowed due to situations like this one, and covered expectations set by the employee handbook they had signed. How to flush a good reference down the toilet. Have you ever had an employee end their employment with you so disgracefully that you almost hoped they would use your organization as a reference? Let's consider this story submitted by one of our payroll and HRIS specialists. 
I had an employee who was a no-call, no-show for a week's worth of shifts. He eventually showed up for what would have been a usual shift for him and didn't say anything about it. His manager notified him that he had been terminated and mailed a job abandonment letter. He seemed to take it well and apologized for the miscommunication. He then stuffed every toilet in the building with toilet paper to clog them, flushed each one, and left. Fun times. You may have seen our episode on four things HR is not. Well, I may have left one out on this list. HR is not a plumber. You are, however, someone that future employers may be interested in speaking to if they're considering hiring one of your former employees. And when someone asks you why an employee left your organization, you tell them the truth. And if applicable, definitely describe the poorly thought out vengeance wrought during their exit. You can avoid situations like this one by firming your termination policy with managers. For example, his HR pro may have benefited from a termination policy that required managers to revoke a former employee's building access. If you haven't yet, check out our episode on why HR should be involved in terminations and how you can improve your organization's process. Who's the monster under the bed? HR pros know that they don't need to leave the office for a good scare. However, with the right tools, resources, and attitude, you can face any of these challenges head on. Some HR horror stories can become a thing of the past if you create and enforce a culture guide to ensure everyone understands your organization's expectations. A compliance feature of an all-in-one HRIS will house your culture guide or employee handbook so you can refer employees to it at any time. But what do you do if employees flout the rules anyway? You may need to make decisions and hold difficult conversations that lead employees to be a little scared of you. After all, what's scarier to an employee doing something they know is wrong than HR? But note how I phrase that, an employee doing something they know is wrong. In those cases, HR may need to play the boogeyman a little bit to keep employees on the right track. Tune in later this month to watch a full episode on HR's role as workplace boogeyman. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it. 